This episode talks a fair bit about death and suicide. If you're uncomfortable around such topics, please stop listening and come back when you feel like you're ready. For others, please be warned and proceed with caution. If you are in Nepal and are dealing with suicidal ideation or you know someone who is, please call 9813-476-123, 9840021600 or 16600102005. Think about death for a moment. Imagine if you were to die in 2 hours. What good would pity for others do to you? What good would following laws do to you? What good would being moral do to you? You're going to be nothing but zero in a couple of hours. Completely out of the picture. Nothing. Like a worm stepped over by the elephant. There's no burden of regret, no punishment, no resentment to be faced. Why should you then still be decent and not abandon your sense of morality? Hello everyone, thank you so much for clicking on that link once again to hear me talk about stuff. I'm back after a really, really long time. Why that is, I cannot tell you, but the disappearance might still continue for some time. If you are someone who waited for another episode, accept my apologies. Uh, if not, I hope you like this one. This is Avinash and I welcome you to the sixth episode of my podcast, Existence Explored. In this episode, we'll talk about my favorite author, Fyodor Dostoevsky. In particular, we're going to talk about one of his most famous works, and which was my introduction to the world of this incredibly gifted Russian author. Let us get started with our dose of some philosophy. If you haven't read the short story, The Dream of a Ridiculous Man, I highly recommend you do it before proceeding with this podcast. It's about five pages and takes a maximum of 25 to 30 minutes to read. It's not a big deal. Go do it. <laughs> Just do it. All right, so here's a little refresher. Our main character is a ridiculous man. He knows he's ridiculous and he knows that people know that he's ridiculous. He thinks there is no point in life. One day he's walking down the street, sees a star and decides to kill himself. Star as in like a night sky star, not, not a celebrity. Anyway, so he sees a star, he decides to kill himself. Like what? Well, it's not very surprising. He's ridiculous after all, right? A little girl approaches him, begs for help because her mother is dying. He suddenly feels pity. He knows he shouldn't feel any pity, but he does. He remembers he's going to kill himself. So whether he decides to help this little girl doesn't really matter, as in a few hours, his existence will be nothing. Absolute zero. He shrugs her off and goes back to his apartment. His nihilistic attitude is aptly described when he says, I suddenly felt that it would make no difference to me whether the world existed or there was nothing anywhere. I began to feel and know with my whole being that with me, there was nothing. After, re after he reaches his apartment, he is troubled by the fact that he, for a moment, felt pity uh, for, for that little girl, right? Although he didn't help her, but he still felt bad for her. He finds himself confused. He was certain that he was going to kill himself. And yet, the consequences of his feelings towards this little girl's pain somehow mattered. Why would that be? He finds himself wondering as he places a loaded gun beside him and sinks into the chair, ready to die. He says, but if I was going to kill myself in two hours, for instance, then what was the girl to me and what did I care about the shame or anything in the world? I turned into zero, absolute zero. 
and it could be that the awareness that I would presently cease to exist altogether and that therefore nothing would exist could not have the slightest influence on either my feelings of pity for the girl or upon the shame after the meanness I had committed. Because nothing would matter if I didn't exist. If I don't exist, my shame doesn't exist. If I don't exist, the pity doesn't exist, right? He goes on, And I had stamped and shouted at the unfortunate child in a savage voice, precisely because, you see, not only do I feel pity, but even if I commit some inhuman meanness, I can do so now, because in two hours, everything will be extinguished. Now that's some level of nihilism, that's some intense nihilism. I guess this is what Donald Trump feels when concerned with the left wing. You are fake news. <laughs> Think about it this way. You've already paid off your brand new car all in a single down payment. Yet you're still looking to prepare EMI installment papers. Now that's absurd, right? And that is precisely what nihilistic attitude feels like. Why bother when you're ultimately dead? Anyway. Our narrator then falls asleep thinking about this little girl. His original plan to shoot himself in the head is temporarily delayed. In his dream, the ridiculous man does shoot himself and dies. After he's buried, a strange creature takes him out of his grave and takes him to a different planet. And this is the same planet, the same star that, ma that made him want to kill himself earlier that night. Upon reaching the planet, our narrator finds purity, a utopia, a paradise as far as existence is concerned. People on this planet live as a family. They do not know of anger, hatred, envy. The narrator goes as far as to say that these words mean nothing to them. He says, among them, there was no quarreling or jealousy. They did not even understand what it meant. Their children were everyone's children because they all constituted one family. Soon, however, the ridiculous man teaches these people to lie. They begin to develop envy, fight wars, form governments, form religion, just like that. Our narrator finds himself looking at a familiar earth that he'd left behind. So much so that the inhabitants of this earth had even forgotten their utopia and said that happiness is, and I quote, merely a fairy tale. Dream of a Ridiculous Man is perhaps a collection of all of Dostoevsky's ideas in one single short piece. Dostoevsky critiques our dependence on science when it comes to living our lives. Sure, science gives us knowledge and stuff, but in that process we forget to live out our lives to the fullest. Dostoevsky sums it up beautifully when he, uh, at the end when he writes, The consciousness of life is higher than life. The knowledge of laws of happiness is higher than happiness. This is what we must fight against. This is what must be fought. Dostoevsky, through the ridiculous man, uh, gives us a sneak peek at the possible utopia. Dostoevsky um, says, through his narrator, says one of the most heartbreaking lines ever written concerning our existence and the state of being. He writes, On our earth we can love truly only with suffering. We are unable to love otherwise. And we know no other love. I want suffering in order to love. This pretty much sums up the agony of our existence. Yet, we are not to forsake love. Dostoevsky believes that love and only love can redeem us from this agony. People on this utopian land did not desire knowledge. They were at peace. And that's why the ridiculous man says, and I quote, But their knowledge was deeper and higher than the knowledge we derive from our science. The ridiculous man cries, curses himself, tells the inhabitants of this other earth that it was him who messed up everything on their planet. It was him who corrupted them. That, that he was Thanos who just had to snap his fingers. But the people laughed at him. 
and quote, call him a madman. Knowledge makes people feel like they're they're in, they're in control of everything. And that is what happened to the people of this planet. They had become so full of themselves in this newfound knowledge that they believed no one or nothing could have uh, could have such an influence over their consciousness. And 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 that their conclusions were 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 their own. Think for a moment, do we sound like them too? Even as the ridiculous man is back at his own earth after waking from his dream, he remembers every detail and decides to dedicate his life to preaching. But when talking about this utopia, people call him mad all the same, on this earth as well. Why have we forsaken hope? The ridiculous man wonders, however, decides to dedicate all his life to realizing this dream. Realizing his dream. A ridiculous dream. Thank you so much for making it to the end. If you like what you heard, make sure you share the podcast with your family and friends. You can also email me if you want to connect. My email is will be in the podcast description. Sadly, I am not on Twitter anymore. And because of that, I have peace in my life. <laughs> I shall work on another episode as soon as I can. However, at this time, I cannot promise consistency. I am unable to. I hope you can see what the, uh, what the ridiculous man saw. And I hope you can visualize the utopia and maybe even hope, hope that someday we might just reach it. Thank you.